This is Hallway Chats, where we talk with some of the unique people in and around WordPress. Together, we meet and chat with folks you may not know about in our community. With our guests, we'll explore stories of living and of making a living with WordPress. And now the conversation begins. This is episode 31. Welcome to Hallway Chats. I'm Tara Clays. And I'm Liam Dempsey. Today, we're joined by Kathy Druin. Kathy lives in Marietta, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. There, she rescues abandoned, ugly, orphaned, broken, and non-productive websites for people and businesses who are ready for a change. She's an organizer of WordCamp Atlanta and runs a local WordPress meetup around there, too. And if that's not enough, she's also an organizer of WordCamp US. Hi, Kathy. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Welcome, Kathy. It's great to have you on the show. I love the way that Liam introduced you. Very creative and um, very uh, makes me very curious about what you do. So can you tell us a little bit more about yourself? I can. I thought it was very clever to talk about how I rescue ugly orphaned websites. Yeah, that's great. Um, That really is driven out of my desire to work with people who are struggling in learning how to use WordPress. And a lot of people come to me because they have broken websites and I love teaching them how to feel powerful in their experience. How did you get started in this endeavor? Ah, let's back up to 2006, which is when I got introduced to WordPress. Um, At that time, I was in a totally different industry I was a real estate broker and had built a website for that business back in the mid-90s. 2006, it was time to update that to WordPress. And when I discovered the power of WordPress, there was no looking back uh, in terms of my user experience. I got started in it as a career because the real estate market crashed and so did I. Mm-hmm. And technology was always my go-to and uh, been doing it ever since. Yeah. Real estate sites are very complicated. There's a lot that goes into them. I don't know how it was in 2006, but it always surprises me that there's there aren't more options available for real estate agents as far as self-hosted websites are concerned. Oh, uh, there can be. It's just a lot of real estate agents choose not to. Yeah, or what's available to them. They they have some. Many of them do become website experts. I'm sure by the time they finish. Right. Do you still work with real estate agents or agencies? Um, I have. Mm, I'm counting in my head. I have one real estate client still uh, on my rolls, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, she chose to work with me when I was teaching a two-day course, and she learned that I had real estate background. Otherwise, uh, all the rest of them have passed by. Okay. Do you have a, a specific type of client that you look for, or, or do you have a wide variety? Tell me a little bit about how you find your clients and who they are. Well, I keep changing that. Uh, when I got started... I had a lot of real estate clients and discovered really quickly that that was not the ideal client for me. But I got focused in the beginning on 
helping people learn WordPress. So I did a lot of websites for newbies, so to speak, whether I was helping them improve what they had installed or whether I was, quote, building websites. And I put building in quotes because in reality, I am an implementer of websites. Where I am in my journey now is I hate building websites. Um, hate it with a passion. <laughs> uh, I don't like sitting behind the computer and clicking all those little things. Although I still will create, I think, websites for people, which means I roll out a Genesis theme and help them um, match their colors. I am a people person. I'm not a website builder type person. That explanation is making me smile. Okay. I want to I want to explore something you said around how you discovered that real estate agents weren't your ideal clients. Something we chat with our guests kind of regularly is how do they find their niche? How do they figure out as they maybe transition into a career with WordPress what they really want to do, what works for them, what makes their mm-hmm their brain get excited and makes them want to jump in front of the computer or go out and meet people. And they're like, can you talk us about, talk us through how you came to discern the kind of client and project work that really excites you? Oh, that's a great question. In the beginning, like so many of us, um, I took everybody who said, I'll write you a check. And it didn't even matter to me how small that check might be. Yep. It was, pay me. Uh, I have to eat. Right. And Got it. what I discovered about the real estate industry, primarily because I was so intimately involved when I first got started, is um, a lot of real estate agents do not view themselves as business owners. Oh, and, and so I've... I discovered that I wanted to work with people who wanted to put some energy into their website as opposed to roll out something and be hands-off for the rest of my life. Um, So over the years, it transitioned, my clientele transitioned because I became a known entity in the Atlanta market through my involvement with the Atlanta WordCamp. Very, very quickly, I began to focus on people who were new to WordPress. And that's what prompted me to start a meetup in 2011 that was targeted to beginners. And um, I have a knack for talking with beginners. I translate technology into everyday Southern language. And my background as a therapist enables me to connect with them um, very quickly and very deeply and move through the process of learning. In the last few years, um, it's become very, very clear to me that my gift is that people connection. And that's why in my business now, I'm more focused as the front end of the business, and I have other people who do the technology. That's a really important realization, and I love that you realized you wanted to work with people who wanted to invest in their website. And I'm imagining that 
you're not seeing that so much from a commercial standpoint, although that certainly has its value, but it's more you wanted to work with individuals who are willing to intellectually invest of themselves into their own website. So you have them putting their own creative energy and their intellectual power into the project. So they're kind of partnering with you and working with you together rather than you going away and making this block green and that block more square. It actually becomes a, an opportunity to work together with people. I, I think that's um, a pretty apt description. I like your use of the word partner because I certainly... I perform better uh, under that framework. I want to join with you and enable you as the business owner to achieve your goals. And I will help structure that conversation with you. I don't like um, a top-down kind of scenario. Sure. Uh, Again, I think that comes back to... um, my, my first career as a therapist, that's just where I meet people where they are, and that's my starting point. And so, then I guide the discussion through what I hope are strategic and in-depth questions. With that understanding, then, did the WordPress community find you, or did you find the WordPress community? How did that relationship begin and and how has it evolved from our introduction it's pretty clear that you're up to your eyeballs in wordpress community now being an organizer in atlanta and in u.s and of your own meetup talk us through that i found the community in 2008 i attended my first word camp ever in birmingham alabama which is a two-hour commute from from home for me. I walked in the room and went, oh my gosh, here are my people. <laughs> and just fell in love with the community and came back to Atlanta and discovered that there was already a meetup here uh, that I wasn't aware of because you don't know what you don't know. Absolutely. You know, um, and so I attended that for a while and um, one thing and another, um, it, there was, it's called the Atlanta WordPress Users Group. And that, out of that group came Atlanta's first WordCamp in 2010. And I have been intimately involved in the community and was the first person who kind of... Um, I don't know how to put it. Um, I ruffled some feathers when I decided to launch a meetup outside the perimeter. Uh, as in many metropolitan areas, there's this big circle around downtown Atlanta, and the meeting was inside the perimeter, and I chose to move outside the perimeter. And doing so did nothing but expand the WordPress community here in Atlanta. I That's think great. through my people skills, that that has enabled the community to grow quite large here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that. More meetups only strengthen the community. Absolutely. I was I was lucky enough to approach Brad Williams and Doug Stewart back in 2012, who were core organizers of the Philadelphia WordPress meetup. Mm-hmm. 
And I asked them, you know, so what do you think about, you know, maybe another, if, if you think about it, maybe, uh, you know, a meetup out in, out in the suburbs. And uh, I got a very welcome, yeah, just, you know, do it. If you're willing to put the time and energy, go for it. And if it doesn't work, well, that's okay too. But yeah, go. And now our two meetups, the Burbs and the, the Philadelphia one, play very, very nicely together. And we've built a very strong community in and around Philly through WordPress. And it sounds like through through your leadership and, and many years of hard work, you're you have absolutely the same thing down there in Atlanta. Oh, absolutely. Um, there are probably eight to ten meetup groups here in the metro area. And all of us are friends and all of us are involved in the WordCamp organization and play very nicely together, but it didn't start out that way. (laughs) Well, I I can tell from your personality that you helped put a smiley face on whatever was going on. So (laughs) Uh, that was the front facing face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what, that's what you pride yourself in. Like, so (laughs) (laughs) Kathy, let's talk a little bit about success. Uh, We ask our guests to tell us what their definition of success is, whether that's their personal, in their personal life or their business life, professional combination of the two. We we love to hear the different answers that um, that people give us to this question. It usually provokes some good thoughts and questions. So, how do you define success? I'll tell you the definition that I came up with about five years ago. I was attending a women's thing one way or the other, some sort of build your business. And the the question raised to the audience was, you know, what is your five-year goal? Blah, blah, blah. And for the first time ever, I wrote on a piece of paper my answer. And the answer for me was my measure of success. And I want to be profitable enough to be able to travel with my grandchildren who at that time had yet to be conceived. Oh. Today I have reached that goal and my granddaughter is two. And that's my measure of success. I, I've lived a long time. Um, I don't need to have lots and lots of money, but I need to have lots and lots of time with that baby girl. So where have you traveled? Does she live near you or did you take her somewhere? She lives in Birmingham. My daughter went to school there in 2003, which is why I ended up at WordCamp in 2008 in Birmingham. So I travel over there once a month. I have an office in Birmingham as well as Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Uh, We go to the beach. I don't need to go big and far. I just need to be with her. Oh, that's wonderful. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> that's great. I hear being a grandparent is wonderful. Um, yes, it is. My father often says that if he had to do it all over again, he would have been a grandfather first and oh. then a father. <laughs> that, might something to do with, that might have something to do with the fact that you have, what, 10 siblings, 11 siblings? <laughs> 11, there's 12 of us. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love the simplicity of your your success. It's simply about enabling family connection there and buying, it, it, if it you will. It has shifted over the years, certainly. Um, but what my definition definition was when I was twenty is vastly different than sure. it is today. Sure, sure. And it'd be a little bit odd if it didn't change, right? If if, right. if time and experiences didn't change our thinking, we 
would either be very precocious or wildly stubborn, I suppose. I'm just wrong, however you look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Age inappropriate. <laughs> so, Kathy, with that definition of success, uh-huh. what's, the thing, what's the single most important thing you do every day to either maintain that success or to oh. continue to achieve it? That one causes me to roll my eyes back and look in my brain to see if I can come up with an answer. Um, There are not a lot of things that I do every day, except that I think I lean towards balance, whatever that might be for that day. I... I live by my intuition, and so if it's, it's one of those days where I don't feel like working, I don't, unless there's, of course, something calendared. Um, I don't know how to answer that. I'm going to have to ponder that for a while, um, because I'm not disciplined in any way, shape, or form. Um I wake up very slowly, meaning I get out of bed very slowly in the morning, I do my reading, linger for two hours or so, and then I put my feet on the floor. And I might get into my home office by 10, 10.30, and then I work until I don't want to. And sometimes that means 8 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it means 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. I kind of trust my own clock, whatever that might mean. That sounds important. It is to me. Yeah. (laughs) The tone of voice that I'm hearing you speak with as you walk us through that that day and that approach Uh makes it sound like this is not something that you decided, this is how I'm going to do it. But it sounds like it's an evolution of maybe becoming who you are and your experiences. Can you talk us through how that sense of balance became important to you and how you figured it out in a way that works for you? Wow. I would need to jump back to whenever, a hundred years ago, (laughs) when I got out of grad school and began my life, my professional life, in the field of recovery of addictions and alcoholism and those kinds of things. So one of the things I learned in grad school as a therapist is that most of us go into that field to address our own wounded family. We're going to figure out that wounded dysfunctional family and somehow Mm -hmm. we're going to fix it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think one of the byproducts of, of, choosing that career path is that along the way I did begin to heal and and through my own recovery process I became introspective and discovered my gifts for working with others and so over the course of all the years since I have come to truly value my intuitive sense of what's right and wrong for me and eliminated a lot of negative 
in my life over the years, whether that was situations or individuals. And I don't know, there's just a lot of wisdom that comes over 40 years that I just trust my instincts. Yeah, I think I I think that also relates to patience, you know, to to be patient with other people, what you're describing, which you translate into yeah. what you're doing now as an educator with beginners in WordPress because there are that takes a lot of patience when you know something really well to teach people who don't and to have the patience to listen to the questions that they're asking. So, it sounds like you've carried that through that skill that you have with people, the people skill and the sort of empathy and uh, and patience in your heart. I think that you're using that in a different way. With a very different I, I think that's valid. Uh, when I'm working side by side with someone teaching, I no longer teach one to many. I teach one to one. There are a lot of times where I figured, well, figuratively and literally, have to sit on my fingers, you know, because I want <laughs> yep. to grab the keyboard away from them and go, just click here, you know. <laughs> um, but that's, but that's not my natural state. My, I really want people to be successful in the way that it, they define it, and I've discovered over the last several years that so many people come to their WordPress experience pulling their hair out and being very, not just disgruntled, but feeling stupid. Um, They think there's something wrong with them that they can't figure it out. And, And in reality, they have installed WordPress and they've installed a theme and they don't know what they don't know sometimes documentation is poor but they they're just lost and they just think there's they come out of two places either i'm stupid or wordpress is too hard Mm -hmm. and neither of which are true so I, i want to have them walk away from our time together feeling smart and empowered yeah do you um i've read a lot uh in the WordPress forums and community lately, just about this subject, about about who WordPress is for and who WordPress is trying to become yes. and who they're competing against for people like you're describing who feel that WordPress is too hard. Um, you know, they have the options like Wix and Squarespace and those types right. of things. And now we we are hearing a lot about Gutenberg and and what the goals are in order to make WordPress maybe more usable for beginners, or is WordPress really more for non-beginners? Is what what's your feeling about that conversation? I'm sure you've, you've read it has before. shifted somewhat on the heels of WordCamp US. Um, I had not paid much attention to Gutenberg other than, okay, that's a thing. But after watching the demo in the state of the word and coming away with a better comprehension of what it's designed to do, I'm both optimistic and apprehensive. We were discussing at my meetup earlier today what ramifications it might have on the clients that I've just been talking about in terms of them thinking that it's hard. Um, 
one, I'm going to have to learn how to use Gutenberg and be set right. to uh, yeah, help people that, right. make that transition. <laughs> On the other hand, it's um, I'm anticipating there being some maybe a dip in people that are currently on WordPress switching to Wix and Squarespace until they go through that curve. There's going to be a deep learning curve for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm looking forward to the change uh, because I think it's a smart move on uh, the move of WordPress as the the project. Um, And at the same time, I'm going, oh my God, my clients. Mm -hmm. And yourself. I mean, think of, like you said, you you have to learn it first. So yeah, if I'm going to continue in this career of teaching people, yes. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm not apprehensive about me learning it, but I do, I do think when you begin to have a conversation with your clients um, or our clients, it's, Hey, there's this new thing. And, um, by the way, we're going to have to rebuild your website. I know you didn't ask for that, but uh, hey, we're going to have to. And that's going to be a tough conversation, I think. I think you're absolutely right. Let me let me change gears just a little Perfect. bit on us and ask you, what is the single most valuable piece of advice that you have ever received and worked into your life? And that advice can be personal, it can be professional, maybe a mix of both. That was one question that I remembered hearing consistently in your podcast. So I was giving that a little bit of thought this morning. It's like, how am I going to answer that? And thank you for listening. Yeah. Where I am today, I am the person that gives those sage pieces of wisdom to other people. (laughs) Um, Oh, is it original though? Come on. Yes. um, (laughs) but, But what I think that I... That what I carry with me today, I mean, there's been lots of little tidbits, sure. but I think the, the one that stays with me now is, you know, don't sweat the s- small stuff. Mm-hmm. And then parenthetically, by the way, it's all small stuff. And, and that helps rein me in when I'm getting out of balance. And it's like, you know, in the grand scheme of life, this is just not that important. That's true. Yeah, yeah, that is that is that is wonderfully simple, and it's 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 akin to your definition of success. It just boils it all down to is what is the purpose of life, and what does this immediate mm-hmm. challenge in front of me? How does that fit in? And you know, we all have our own definitions of the purpose of life, but they're all more or less to make ourselves and the world around us a better place, right? And we can color in the shades a little bit differently uh, with our own personal belief systems. Mm-hmm. But just, it's all little stuff. It's only the big picture that ultimately matters, so to speak. And the little stuff, I guess, carries us through it, but not to right. get too carried away by it. That's great. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. So I let me ask so. you this then, if I can. Tara, all I just right. got you off. Did you want to yes. go? No, go ahead. All right. You've talked about transitioning careers. You've talked about the challenges of growing your local Atlanta WordPress community. You've talked mm-hmm. about some of the challenges of learning about how best you wanted to be in business. Can you share with us what's been your biggest challenge to date 
And how did you overcome it? Or if it's ongoing, how are you continuing to work on it? Oh, my biggest challenge. Um, my biggest challenges have always been personal. I am not recently divorced, but going through a divorce after 30 years of marriage or 31 was probably the biggest challenge in my life. I would imagine so. I can see that. Um, I think I'm, I'm surprised myself going, counting up the years going, oh my gosh, that was six years ago. So it kind of sort of is new, but that was difficult. Um, prior to that point, the biggest challenge in my life was recovering from alcoholism. But that is so long ago that th that's just in the past. And um, yeah, personal challenge more so than business. Business is business, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll, I'll just go find something else to do if, if the door shuts on WordPress ever. That's what I've done consistently. This is my third career. Yeah, well, those are some big personal life challenges to go through. As, you know, if you rack them up on, uh, make a list, those are those are pretty big ones. So it sounds they like you're on the other side of them. So um, when you look back, that must give you a, a feeling of um, kind of strength. Or how does that make you feel when you look back on those experiences, those challenges that you faced? I will use the words of my daughter, and she describes me as a strong, independent woman. Yes. And over the years, I have come to believe that. That comes across, Kathy. Oh, I can... Thank you. Yeah. It, it didn't always used to be that way. Uh, but it is who I am and probably started life as a strong, independent child and lost track somewhere along the line. But, yes, I... I really, really like who I am. Oh, that's great. It sounds like your daughter uh, knows you really well, too. And to point that yeah. out and to encourage you, that's that's wonderful. She, too, is a very strong, independent woman. So. <laughs> I can imagine. Takes one to know one, right? That's right. That's right. That bodes very well for the upbringing of your granddaughter, then. Yes. That's great. And I, and I love your your description of how the biggest challenges are personal and that business is just business. And I think that's so true that if we can, and I'm grossly oversimplifying, but if we can sort ourselves out, then kind of the rest of life takes care of itself. And right. again, I'm drastically oversimplifying <laughs> the challenges that many of us face. But if we can get to the point where you are, where we're comfortable with who we are, we've developed ourselves and overcome our challenges in ways that are in keeping with our mores and our standards, then yeah, I want to say life's easy, but it gets a lot easier. It does get a lot easier. It gets congruent. That's a great word. Yeah. That's a great word. I love your positive outlook and the fact that you help others is great. They help them with WordPress, but that, there's more than that because you're helping them with WordPress, but that gives them a great sense of self-confidence, I'm sure, and self-esteem when they figure that stuff out. So you're doing way more than WordPress. So oh, thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story with us. We are, um, we're just about out of time here. So before we say goodbye, can you tell everyone where they can find you online? Atlanta WP coach.com. 
is probably the easiest one to say and the easiest one to get to. Okay. We'll be sure to put that in the show notes. We'll put links to any other Twitter and other places where you are that uh, may not be so easy to say. Or, or Oh, I am K Druin in all things, but you'll have to spell Druin for everybody. Yeah. We will do that. We will do that for sure. Kathy, it's been an absolute pleasure spending some time with you out here in, well, in your car. You're in your yeah. car. And, <laughs> uh it's been a real pleasure getting to know you just a little bit and hearing about your journey. You've been wonderfully generous with uh, what you shared with us. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. you so much for having me. Thanks, Kathy. Bye-bye for now. Thanks for listening to the show. We sure hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you like what we're doing here, meeting new people in our WordPress community, we invite you to tell others about it. We're on iTunes and at hallwaychats.com. Better yet, Ask your WordPress friends and colleagues to join us on the show. Encourage them to complete the Beyond the Show form on our site to tell us about themselves.